Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is Matias from 1509 Oil. I know I've talked about this one before, but let me just describe it for anyone who is not familiar. It's kind of like that sort of same soft skin scent, white amber feel that you would get with like a Namat Amber with an herbaceous sage twist. I've been inspired to wear it recently because this past weekend I went to my friend's house and she had made this rosemary simple syrup for some cocktails that she was making. And when I walked into her apartment, there was just this sort of subtle, herby, softly warm, but also crisp aroma that filled the air. And I was like, I want to smell like this. And in the case of Matias, it's sage and not rosemary, but honestly, very similar. It just packs that right amount of punch to an otherwise sort of delicate, soft skin scent. And also, whenever I wear it, my cat Violet always smells like it after, which is just so evocative and I think almost like romantic about this scent. Like it lingers on everyone and everything that you touch. Sweaters, pets, linens. It's just there. You know, I love a maximalist scent, but sometimes I really, I don't know. I just crave a nice little white amber skin scent. And this one might be my favorite. Okay. A little announcement. November Smell Club tickets are officially on sale. The theme, as you know, is savory gourmands. Think edible scents that are not dessert. Green vegetables, root vegetables, bread, starchy notes. If this is your jam, please join. If you go to luckyscent.com and search for Perfume Room, you will find the sample pack. And then the link in my bio on Instagram, Perfume Room Pod, has the Eventbrite registration. As of right now, one session is already sold out. The others only have a few tickets remaining. I do expect that this will sell out. So if you want to attend, definitely get your tickets now to ensure your spot. Okay, enough updates. Let's get to our guest. Today, we are joined by Harlem Candle Company founder, Terry Johnson. I first discovered Harlem Candle Company in 2019 at the Grand Central Holiday Market, and immediately I was smitten. The wax, the smell, the burn, the vessel, the packaging, the stories. Every candle in the collection is an homage to a different aspect of the Harlem Renaissance, and every detail of every candle is executed with painstaking perfection and precision. When developing a new scent, Terry and the perfumer she works with become investigators, conducting hours of research so that when they reimagine these historical figures and moments and spaces in candle form, their creations don't just smell beautiful, they smell right. And as you'll hear from Terry, an entrepreneur and former travel blogger, the origins of the brand, which is now carried in almost every major department store, were much more humble, beginning first in her kitchen and fueled by her love language of gift giving. Lucky for us, Terry has now expanded her brand from Harlem Candle Company to Harlem Perfume Company. And we discuss her first release, which came out only weeks ago, Billy. And guess what? Keep listening because there is a special exclusive Perfume Room listener discount code coming your way mid-episode. Here is Terry. Terry, welcome to the Perfume Room. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be even sitting here next to you I'm, about to talk about perfume. I am so happy to have you here. And I feel like it's kismet because I think we talked about this earlier, but... I discovered your candles at, I think in like 20, I think it was 2019 at the 
maybe 2018. I don't know, but it, the, it was the Grand Central Holiday like fair in the mm-hmm. the holiday market. Yeah. And when we were talking about it, you said that you were you were working there. Oh yeah. So I was we working must have that ta- space we every day. Yeah. We probably <laughs> met at some point years ago. Yeah. And I bought. Um, I think it was linen. No, it was it was a white candle. Lennox. Lennox. You bought Lennox. I bought Lennox. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's one of our original candles that we launched back in 2015. Yeah. And it, I I loved, like I fell in love with Harlem Candle Company there. Um, and I remember, I mean, I went to all the booths. I was so impressed. But when I got to your booth, I was like, these are stunning. Thank the you. The smell, the packaging, everything. It yeah. was just beautiful. So... Thank you. It's it's so much fun, really, to be able to tell a story through fragrance, through packaging, through design. I mean, I I feel so blessed to even be doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. how did I get this? It just kind of happened. And and I love the response that it's gotten. People love it. They make for such great gifts. They really do. Um, We're in a lot of stores now. I walked into Nordstrom the other yeah. day, front and center. I yeah. was like, Harlem Candle Company, right there. Yeah. I was at the Met Cloisters the other week, mm-hmm. went in the gift shop. A Harlem Candle Company collaboration. It's like yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing the brand everywhere and it makes me so happy. Yeah, thank you. So let's go back a few steps. Okay. I always open the podcast by asking guests the same questions, which are, what are you currently wearing fragrance-wise? We can start there. Yeah. I am currently wearing something that we're testing. So Ooh. we are working on a fine fragrance inspired by Josephine Baker. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm wearing um, I'm wearing one of the submissions. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Very <laughs> fun. I look forward. Yeah. Um, well, we have another fine fragrance we're going to get to later because you just launched one, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. So with that said, and I guess also we can extend this to candles as well, but what are your thoughts on, in general signature scents or just like having like one candle that you always burn are you a person who like likes to smell many smells or I love many smells Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I don't think I was ever someone who needed the same candle all the time Mm -hmm. but I'm also in this industry it's like I get the fatigue I get the fatigue of my candles I I, love them yeah but I buy other people's candles right because that's it I I get it I mean if you're constantly smelling the same thing you're just like I want to Switch it up sometimes. Yeah, and even when it comes to bringing a candle to market, Mm -hmm. the amount of testing that goes into testing the fragrance load, testing which wick size, Mm -hmm. there's so much. And so by the end, I might have 10 or 15 of the exact same candle that I've been test burning over weeks. And I'm like, I love it, but I'm done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now it's time for everyone else to enjoy it Mm -hmm. while I move on to the next. Right. So, Have you ever had a moment where... You feel like you've had so much fragrance that you're like, okay, let's do like a few days of like no candles. No. Because you can't, right? Well, I can't do no candles. I need some beautiful scent. So sometimes I'll burn incense. Mm, yeah. Nice. Or Palo Santo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love a good Palo Santo. Yeah. Would that ever be a, is that, do you have any sort of like incense um, or Palo Santo type products in your line? Yeah. We have Palo Santo in our speakeasy candle, which is our number one seller. Okay. Yeah. So there's some beautiful bourbon notes and some tobacco leaves and Palo Santo and incense. And it's just good. Sounds amazing. So the third question that I always open with is what, if any, are your sort of fragrance or candle hot takes, controversial opinions, things people might not necessarily agree with you? I can't stand, (laughs) um, like, 
cookie smelling candles. Mm. I just don't like them. If they smell like cookie or pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. And I know there are so many people out there that like all that very extreme gourmand and extreme artificial sweet. I don't like those. However, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say this. We have a candle that we've just launched that is the essence of gingerbread and holiday spice. I'm thinking of St. Nicholas as you're talking about this because I'm like, that is like a perfect gingerbread cookie type smell. But in this way where I feel like you've captured the smell of Christmas. I'm Jewish. So like to me, it's just like all conceptual. But like (laughs) it's like the smell of Christmas that like I've always wanted Mm -hmm. in a candle. And I love But there's a a cookie thing in there. But it's like it's different. Emma, I would have never said, oh, I want a candle that smells like Christmas. It smells Mm -hmm. like gingerbread. But the White House reached out to us. What? Yeah. So the White House. uh, Let's just take a step back. Like the sentence, the White White House House reached out to us. Like that's insane. Mm, The White House Historical Association. So they have this catalog and they have a store and they have products that they sell through the White House, through their store. When you do tours of the White House, um, there's people who subscribe to their catalog Mm -hmm. and they wanted us to do um, a candle that smelled like gingerbread and we so we challenged our our main perfumer Kathleen Seleg Mm -hmm. we challenged her to do it and she thought it was so cool she here she is she's born in France Mm -hmm. and she's creating a candle for the White House that's crazy yeah so she did so much research on all of these different gingerbread recipes and she tasted and did all sorts of stuff to come up with some really, really beautiful scents. It was very hard for us to choose which one. And we let the White House make the ultimate decision. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the White House them. made the, I know. the executive I decision. Know. The White House version is called White House Gingerbread. And it's White just the White House Gingerbread. And so that is sold exclusively there. Mm-hmm. The same scent is in our candle called St. Nicholas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel similarly. I'm not a big fan of um, those very gourmandy candles, Mm -hmm. but I will say there have been certain candles that I've smelled over the years, including St. Nicholas, that challenge my conventional thinking about that, where there's like definitely like a gourmand note in there. And I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back. It's not the, it's not the like buttery sugar cookies that I thought I was going to get. It's Mm -hmm. something very nuanced and very faceted and very beautiful. We told, uh, we told Kathleen, we were like, please, Make this the sexiest gingerbread that you can imagine. It is. Okay, good. Thank you. It is. I mean, you know, I I think so. So, okay, I want to take a few steps back because I was reading, you know, obviously I like to do a little recon on all my guests. And I was Mm -hmm. reading that you um, first got into fragrance because your favorite aunt was an avid collector and had this great collection. Tell me, tell me more. So... I have um, my aunt and uncle, they actually used to live in Saudi Arabia Mm. in an expat community. Mm -hmm. And she just amassed this collection of all these fragrances from the Middle East and from her travels in Europe. And when they moved from um, Saudi Arabia to St. Louis, which is where a lot of my family is from, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, but I have a lot of family from St. Louis. When they moved to St. Louis, she kept every single, she never threw anything away. Mm-hmm. She never threw any of those fragrances away. And she had this really huge sort of armoire where she would just kind of not have them on display. They had a really big house and a lot of space. So there was it just, it, there were just all these fragrances and all these perfumes. Mm-hmm. And she always smelled so good and she was always so elegant. You know, she did not leave the house 
without a full face of makeup on, mm-hmm. jewelry, perfume. She was just that woman, right. you know, who always looked good. The rich Going to the grocery energy. store. Yeah. <laughs> always looking immaculate. Yeah, and yeah. always smelling so amazing. And I kept thinking, I want to be like her one day. Mm-hmm. I want to be so elegant. So I just, I want to, I want to look like her and have this confidence and all this that she exudes. Yeah. So because she always smelled so good, I'm like, well, I, I want to play with the perfumes. And so whenever I'd go and visit St. Louis, the first thing I would do is run to Aunt Barbara's room. I mean, she, there was a couple of rooms, but she had kind of her own room, even with her husband. She had her own little sort of boudoir. <laughs> I love Aunt Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> I love Aunt Barbara. She had her own boudoir that had all of her makeup and jewelry and perfumes. And I would just ask her stories. I'm like, tell me about this one. Tell me about that one. And I would just douse myself in all these pretty fragrances. Wow. So I think that's where my love for, for beautiful scents started. That's beautiful. Is there one that you particularly remember? Or was there a fragrance that was like the first fragrance you ever wore or purchased or anything like that? The one fragrance that I remember buying, I mean, I, I got a lot of fragrances as gifts. Mm-hmm. I was that girl who on my Christmas list as a child, I would put adult perfume on my Christmas list. Right. And I would usually never get it. Right. <laughs> but every now and then, if it was on sale or if it was, I would get it. Because mm-hmm. I just would always take the magazine inserts mm-hmm. that had the little scent strips and sleep with them on my pillow and under my pillow and I just yeah. wear it out. Or just like, rubbing it. Yeah, rubbing so it. Right. I the same. same. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the first fragrance that I remember purchasing for myself, I think it was Lolita Limpica. Mm. Do you remember that one? I do. I love Lolita Limpica. <laughs> I love that little bottle. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I, that is the first one that I can recall that I bought with my money. Mm. Wow. That's such a great first fragrance. I feel like people describe that fragrance as kind of smelling like a little like teen witchy. Like there's mm-hmm. something in there that's like a that's got like a little spiciness to yeah. it, but it's sweet and fun. Yeah. I love that. So when did the love of candles start? That started when I moved to New York. So I moved to New York and we had all just graduated from college. And, you know, we were all making money. Like, ooh, I'm, when I first moved here, I was doing management consulting. You were making money. So I was making a little money. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> and all my friends were just spending all their money mm-hmm. on uh, Jimmy Choo shoes and all these fancy handbags. And, I don't, and they were just kind of like showing off a little bit. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, those shoes are going to be old next season, especially mm-hmm. us walking around like we're sex in the city. Right. Like they're not going to last. And so I decided to, when we would go into those high-end stores, go into the Bergdorf and I'm like, I just want to go to the fragrance section. And so I would spend my money on expensive candles Mm -hmm. because those candles were going to give me so much joy Mm -hmm. and make my little tiny apartment so comfortable and so cozy and something that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I did not buy the, all the fancy shoes and handbags. I bought fancy candles and that's where it started because I really would treat my small one bedroom New York apartment like Mm -hmm. a chateau. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is some expensive fragrance perfuming my, my little apartment. And so I just, I treated my space well and yeah. Uh, that's that's where it started. Were there types of scents that you were always gravitating towards in candles? At the time, I can't say that I was reading the fragrance notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved very floral scents. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved 
But I also loved things that were, you know, beautiful amber scents. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I would just, sometimes I'd go with what was on sale. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, oh, this is $90. Oh, it's 60 today. Okay. Right. But that's the thing about the price of candles too, is like when you hear that a candle costs $90, that does feel like a steep investment for a candle. Mm -hmm. But compared to a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes, exactly. it's like a... It's a. It's kind of like if you want to be wearing a designer brand, a great entry point is in their candles or their beauty products or their fragrance because it's. It might still be Chanel, but it's not a three thousand dollar Chanel bag. It is a fifty dollar Chanel lipstick. <laughs> like it's just a different. Exactly. It's a different price point. Totally. Right? So totally. I I, yeah. I get that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and I I saw that you basically one year decided that your gift for your close friends was going to be candles. Yeah. So what I would have done if I had a lot more money. So I was doing management consulting for a little bit and then I stopped doing that. Then I was doing marketing. But while I was doing marketing, I was like, okay, I got to figure out I'm living in New York City. I'm barely even here because I'm always traveling and mm -hmm. working and I'm not really even enjoying this place that I live. So I decided that I was going to start my own travel show where I get to travel the world and get paid for it. So wow. I did that and it was pretty cool. I mean, I've hosted a show on the Travel Channel. How did you go? Okay, <laughs> I just want to pause for a second because I feel like that's kind of everybody's fantasy. No. <laughs> how did that happen? Like, how did you go from being like, I'm going to be a travel blogger and host a show to be like, for to just, happen. you did it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, always traveled. Mm -hmm. So I started my first time leaving the country. I was in middle school, mm -hmm. traveled to Mexico. And then when I was in um, college, I lived, I spent some time in Italy, mm -hmm. studied at this small institute called Lorenzo de Medici, learned mm -hmm. Italian, uh, studied Italian wine, ended up going and studying at the Sorbonne for a few months, and then ended up doing my graduate internship in Paris. So wow. Like travel has always been a big deal for me. Other cultures, other languages, other ways of life has always been something super fascinating to me mm -hmm. because there's just so much here living in America that we don't know that we're not exposed to, right. but where life can just be better. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was authentic to me mm -hmm. wanting to travel the world and get paid for it. Um, because I actually was exposed to so much of the world. And, mm -hmm. you know, once you're living in a place like Paris or you're living in somewhere in Europe, mm -hmm. you really can travel and do all of these great, go to all these great places so easily. Right. And so I spent a lot of time when I was living there going to Croatia and Budapest and Portugal and Spain. Every other weekend I was somewhere. That's so nice. Yeah. So, and I was doing it graduate internship. So I was getting paid. And so mm -hmm. I had the money to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, let's go. Wow. So when I came back to New York, I was like, yeah, I really, I want to, or when I came to move to New York, I always wanted to do something that I thought was going to be more fulfilling and more fun. And that actually inspired people. And so the name of the show was called Travelista, Travelista TV, and then Travelista Terry. And yeah, I got to really inspire a lot of people. I did all these brand deals, Toyota, Ford. So cool. Worked with different hotels, Four Seasons, and created a lot of really cool branded content. So, and you were you said you had a show on the Travel Channel? Yeah, it was on TravelChannel.com. And I think they they air, because it's evergreen content, so, yeah, so um, I cool. think they aired on TV as well. Okay, so you did that. You had mm -hmm. traveled to all these places, been exposed to all these new cultures, maybe new smells perhaps. 
then you came back and you decided you were going to gift at some point you were going to gift your friends Mm -hmm. custom candles yes now the one thing about oh I'm going to do my own travel show and travel the world and get paid for it well I wasn't really getting paid (laughs) that much (laughs) so I didn't have a lot of money but for the holiday season, I really love giving gifts. That's mm-hmm. my love language. I love to be able to give gifts. I get a vibe that you would give the most thoughtful gifts. Like that's just yeah. in your in your energy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So one year, I mean, I've always loved to receive candles for gifts and everyone knows that. And so people would gift me diptyque candles all the time because mm-hmm. they knew like, if you want to get Terry a nice candle, you want to be on her, uh, her favorite person list, mm-hmm. give me a diptyque candle. Mm-hmm. So I met a chemist who was living in Harlem and had a shop in Harlem who had all of these different fragrance oils. And he told me that he had created fragrance oils for different candle brands. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to him. I decided, I was like, yeah, I think I want to make some candles for friends and family for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So he whipped up these fragrance oils, did not even write the formulas down because Mm -hmm. he thought I was just making something real cute and fun. Mm -hmm. And they were so amazing. I made them right here in my kitchen, right there. So he gave you Some the oil, oils. you had the wax, like that kind of oh, thing? Oh, yeah. I or? basically just like watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to make candles. Right. Oh, and uh, the, some of them were bad, mm-hmm. bad batches. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them were were really good. And then I, I uh, this was well before it was Harlem Candle Company. I called it La Maison des Bougies de Terry, Terry's House of Candles. Wow. Yeah. And I made little labels, printed it on my little printer wow. and boxed them and had a note with each one because mm-hmm. I chose the different fragrances based on who I was giving it to mm-hmm. and based on, oh, I, she lo- she loves these, this gardenia sort of perfume. I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure that I give her the one that has a nice white floral, floral note. So, um, so that was, that's what I did. And it was, so, I had so much fun doing it and everyone just kind of looked and was just like, you could totally do this. You should, you've always been really into fragrances. You've always been someone who helps me choose perfume for myself. Mm-hmm. You, you should, see what that would look like Mm -hmm. for you to start your own candle brand. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I just kind of, the wheels just started going in my head and I'm, I've always been pretty entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. and yeah, I decided to call it the Harlem Candle Company because it started in my Harlem kitchen. Right. Yeah. And I also have been very fascinated with the Harlem Renaissance Mm -hmm. and these icons, Mm -hmm. Josephine Baker, Billie Holiday, Langston Hughes, Mm -hmm. Duke Ellington, James Baldwin, you know? How do you... So I know so many of your candles are inspired by these amazing figures from the Harlem Renaissance. How do you capture their essence in candle form? What is that process for you? Oh, so much fun. And it is, you know, we're reimagining ideas and the creative space and the boudoir. So my communication with the perfume team, you know, I'll sometimes create a brief Mm -hmm. and it could include a, a song it could include, um, like for Josephine Baker, for instance. Mm-hmm. So that that fragrance has, um, we call it that candle is the Josephine, and it has a lot of beautiful amber notes, mm-hmm. tonka bean, but gorgeous jasmine, rose. She was at the time, you know, back in the twenties and thirties and forties, she was an international superstar. She had mm-hmm. so many fans, and people would be lined up to gift her roses. Mm. So, oh, she's gonna have beautiful Moroccan roses in her dressing room. Mm -hmm. And how did the women during that time perfume themselves? Mm -hmm. What was her favorite fragrance? Mm -hmm. It was Joy by Jean Bateau. So that has jasmine and rose. So we wanted to make something that was very sensual and very sexy, Mm -hmm. but also just 
mm, that has like the, that warmth to it that's mm-hmm. going to be comforting. And, you know, if you want to just be in your boudoir by yourself and just self-care, mm-hmm. think of that. Think of those. So, you know, someone, so much of it is just kind of imagining the space. Langston mm-hmm. Hughes, for instance, mm-hmm. we wanted to recreate his creative space. He mm-hmm. did so much of his work really late at night. And so we imagine incense burning mm. and him sitting in a leather chair and um, the smell of bourbon and some tobacco. He was a big smoker, so put some tobacco leaves in there. Mm-hmm. So we just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the research that goes into it, like this idea of not just necessarily capturing, you know, something that feels kind of Josephine Baker-esque or Langston Hughes-esque, but what did their spaces actually smell like? Or mm-hmm. knowing that she wore Joy by Jean Pateau mm-hmm. and taking that into account and really trying to create something that feels contemporized, but also is an homage to what they probably smelled like and what their spaces probably smelled like. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. We did a candle. We did it for this film called If Beale Street Could Talk, Mm. um, based on the James Baldwin book. And so this Annapurna Pictures reached out to us saying, oh, yeah, we'd love to do a scent inspired by the book. The movie is about to come out. And so I read the book a couple times and I'm reading the book. I'm like, there is nothing in this book that talks about fragrance. Right. What in the world am I going to come up with? Right. And then I did a little bit more research, and I was like, wait a minute, where was James Baldwin living at the time he wrote this book? Mm-hmm. He was living in St. Paul de Vence in mm. the Grasse area of France. Mm. Um, and then he had um, Rose de Mai growing in his yard. And I said, oh, my God, this is so good. So that candle is beautiful, rose-inspired, and he loved spending time in his garden. And so we just have we have fun, but a lot of research is involved. Right. It's a almost lot. like investigative, it, oh, yeah. it feels like. It is. It is. You're talking about how you work with Katrin Selig, and she is the main perfumer that creates your candles. What is that process like? I know you were mentioning sort of like the briefs that you put together for her. How, how do you guys collaborate together? Well, she is such a joy to talk to, to collaborate with. She's just, you know, she is such an artist. And she actually comes from a family of artists. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you can imagine when you're having a conversation with her she's drawing and painting and there's so many mediums that are happening in her head as you're having a conversation and she's reaching from all of these different places that she can reference and it is amazing to watch her mm-hmm. in talk while you're talking with her it's mm. just so much fun but she um she is she's so open and she's worldly mm-hmm. and she's been working in the perfume industry for a very long time and she's extremely talented and I mean she's someone who can just create a formula in her head that's how Crazy. good she is yeah 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 um but we when we did the the Met collaboration mm-hmm. for this new ex- um, exhibition that launched last year mm-hmm. we were tasked with coming up with the scent of Seneca Village. And for those who don't know what Seneca Village is, it was a place that existed in what is now modern day Central Park. Right. And it was just in the in the 80s on the west side. And it was um, a settlement of African-Americans, um, German and Irish immigrants mm-hmm. living in New York. You know, they had their own churches, their own schools, their own um, little hospitals. And they were a community. Mm-hmm. And of course, when they wanted to create Central Park, everyone had to go. So they recently um, excavated and found 
things that were in the homes of people who lived in Seneca, Seneca Village. Wow. And so this exhibit at the Met is pay homage to the residents and the culture and the life of how people lived. And so we were tasked with coming up with the scent, a scent that represented Seneca Village. And so wow. we had to do a lot of research on okay, what was the the flora and the what were the trees in Central Park? Because it was kind of jungle, like a jungle mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. And so we did a lot of research there and we were like, okay, some cedar leaf and okay, what were they drinking? Mm, black tea. And so mm -hmm. we had so much fun doing the research and coming up with what we thought could be kind of a modern take on this historic place called Seneca Village. Wow. So I mean, that's a candle that is not only an honor, but it feels like a, a, a duty and responsibility to get it right, right? Yeah. Well, and that's what makes working with the brilliant perfumers that I have access to so much fun mm -hmm. because they can go so many steps further than my mind can even go mm -hmm. in terms of ingredients, raw materials to explore and how those things can mix so and blend so well together. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, she even, we had a bunch of different submissions to the Met. Mm -hmm. I mean, she even had one that had a scent of popcorn in it. I'm like, how did you put, but wow. popcorn, but still it's like, you know, old meets new. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but everything about this candle is just so good and it's just so comforting. And that's what we wanted because we were recreating this, this, you know, the feeling of home and mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. And it just was so beautiful, but it's it's wonderful. I mean, they're they are artists. If mm -hmm. anyone tells you anything different, these mm -hmm. people are are so artistic. And honestly, I don't know. I don't think perfumers get a lot of the recognition that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to even be here talking with you about how incredible. I I, mean. I agree. I mean, this is <laughs> if and if nothing else, this is like an ode to perfume. I think perfumers are. Yeah, they're true artists and they're chemists at the same time, and yeah. the balance of the two is mm -hmm. remarkable. And I yeah. don't understand how they do it. It's yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's I I way adore perfumers way more than like rock stars. Me too. I'm like oh you're wrong. Me too. I mean, listen, I have geeked out when I've gotten certain perfumers on the podcast. I'm like, oh, my God. Wyatt. Um, uh, so totally. I'm with you there. Yeah. So what's that? I'm like, wait, you did what? Yeah. You created that? Yeah. Like, oh, you my God. Tell me about 30, your Three. What? Okay. Um, hello. What is the what is the brief process? Like when you're when you're working with Catherine and you're developing that, what is the t like the first type of thing that you would maybe present to her? Every single time it's different. Mm -hmm. In some cases a lot of cases because there are so many either different companies or institutions that want to do collaborations. And we find that throughout those collaborations, we, wow, we, all we did was collaborations this year. We didn't come up with anything new. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we, what we try to do is we will kind of approach it in two ways. Okay. We want to do this for this brand, mm -hmm. but then we also want a candle that is inspired by the magnolia flower of Zora Neale Hurston, mm. of a, one of her poems. Mm -hmm. You know, so we'll approach it in different ways where we're still exploring some of the same sort of fragrance families, but one might be more focused on a person mm -hmm. and one might be more focused on a place or a word or a message that this company wants to sort of celebrate. So Interesting. Well, I mean, also you kind of like, we're like, oh, we've only done collaborations, but your collaborations have been absolutely incredible. I mean, what you just talked about, the Met and recreating the scent of Seneca Village, the White House collaboration, like these are 
absolutely extraordinary collaborations. I know you've mm-hmm. also, you scented uh, Great Jones Distillery. Yeah, that was so much fun. Which is so cool. I still have to check it out, but for everyone listening, it's New York City's only whiskey distillery, it's, right? Well, it's the um, the first bourbon dis- um, distillery in mm-hmm. Manhattan since Prohibition. Wow. Yeah, and it's a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. It's, I've seen pictures. Yeah, you can do uh, a tour and learn how bourbon is made. Mm-hmm. And you can eat at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hang out at the bar. They have live music. Mm-hmm. They have a little gift shop. And that's where you can get our candle. So yeah. what was that like? They were they wanted you, because I, I think I read that your scent is also pumped through the vents yeah, in their space, right? Not anymore. Oh, okay. I think it was overwhelming. And so they that experiential part of it mm-hmm. was also taking up a lot of space, but it was really just, we want to show you how... You know, it starts from wheat and rye or whatever is in bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this this scent of cold ice and then the scent of... But I think it was overwhelming. So they've turned that experiential space mm-hmm. into a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they'll get good use out of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so you created the, the candle, yeah, right? And we so. created the candle. Yeah. And also our soap is the soap in the bathroom. We are, we are about to launch... Um, Soap and lotion. We've been in development of that for a really long time. How is that process different um, from creating a candle? Oh, it's very different. There's a lot of stability testing mm-hmm. that we have to do um, to make sure, depending on some of, some of the fragrance notes that you could use, mm-hmm. um, some have the propensity to turn colors. And so you don't want to have a lotion that should look white and creamy mm-hmm. look orange right. after... A month. Yeah. So a lot of stability testing and fragrance load testing and also testing how the viscosity, how it comes through the pump. I mean, it's so much. Right. Yeah. There's some, it seems like there's a lot of science in, a lot. when it comes to lotions and um, mm-hmm. hand washes. And, and also making sure that the, the fragrance is covering the, the lotion base, mm. you yeah, know, because right. there's all sorts of stuff that are going to give you a moisturizing feeling. Right. But those have a, a natural scent to them. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that it doesn't smell like wallpaper glue. Who, I mean, that's uh, yeah. my big concern when I'm, <laughs> when I'm shopping for lotion. Yeah, but that was one of the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I work a lot with Bart Schmidt. And so okay, we'll, former we'll, uh, guest of the pod. Yeah. And hey, so, Bart, if you're listening. <laughs> and he smelled one of the, one of the um, lotions and it's like, Terry, I smell wallpaper glue. And I was like, what? And now I was like, now I can't stop smelling wallpaper glue. That's so specific. <laughs> I know. I don't think I know the smell of like specifically wallpaper glue. glue. Yeah. Like glue, yes. But like wallpaper glue, I'd have to think about it. Yeah. So he's been a part of the team to help us get the formula right with the manufacturer. I mean, so we've iterated so many times, but we're finally there and it's going to launch soon. Hello, Perfume Room listeners. Patience is a virtue, and guess what? You have made it. Remember that special discount code that I teased at the beginning of the episode? Here it is. Terry has generously given a special, limited-time-only, exclusive Perfume Room listener discount code for 15% off any candle. Now, through December 8th, use the code PERFUMEROOM15 at checkout on the Harlem Candle Company website. I repeat, Perfume Room 15 to get 15% off any candle. 
Are you going somewhere for Thanksgiving and you want to bring a nice gift to your hosts? Maybe you are the host and you want to set the mood. You want to gift a nice candle for the holidays to your friend, your boss, your coworker, your family member, significant other. Perhaps you just want a good holiday candle burned for yourself. Harlem Candle Company candles are stunning from box to burn. And to be clear, I am not making anything off of this. I just think that this is an incredibly generous discount for a very great brand. So definitely take advantage. Perfume Room 15, now through December 8th. Back to the episode. And now you're launching perfumes. Mm -hmm. Your first launch is Billy, which smells lovely. Yeah. Tell us about Billy and the inspiration and the process. Yeah. So it's under the Harlem Perfume Company, Mm -hmm. which is a separate brand right now. Everything is very integrated on the Harlem Candle Company website. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the Harlem Perfume Company will be its standalone space where you can go and experience all the fragrances that we've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Billy, you know, we wanted this to be an ode to Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. And we love that she always wore this really beautiful gardenia in her hair. And so mm-hmm. we wanted gardenia, a white, beautiful white floral notes. But mm-hmm. we wanted to be sexy and sensuous mm-hmm. and elegant. But, you know, it, it's that sort of fragrance that you just want to put your face in the person's neck and mm-hmm. stay there because mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's just so intoxicating. There's a warmth and a sweetness underlying the yeah. floral notes in there, too. Yeah. That's very pretty. So because, I mean, even though Billie Holiday, if you know her story and if you watched the movie that came out, I think earlier this year or last year, you know, her story, like the, she had a hard life. Mm-hmm. But there was also this softness to her, and we mm-hmm. really wanted to be able to capture that in a fragrance, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there's a, this delicate gardenia mm-hmm. that was always in her hair when she performed. And it's right. like, yes, I'm singing about sometimes very hard situations and hard times and things that are heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she is a delicate flower. She's a delicate flower. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're learning a lot. Um, it's a very small team of us working on all of the pieces to make sure that they flow and and it's cool. But right now it's only available on um, the Harlem Candle Company website. Mm. And what we're doing is everyone who orders a candle or I think it's $40 or more mm-hmm. gets a free Billy sample. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you didn't have enough incentive <laughs> to order a candle already, you must. Um, I love that. Yeah. So I'm curious when you were founding both of these brands, mm-hmm. what were the sort of like must-haves that you were like, this is what my brand is going to have that's going to distinguish it from other candle brands or perfume brands that you weren't seeing? I really wanted there to be a story with every candle. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to be inspired since. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was extremely important to me. And I think that's what made me gravitate to some of the brands of candles that I used to consume. Right. Oh, this is the oldest candle company in the world. Right, right. You know, the legacy brands or the stories behind yeah. them. Right. And those things were always very important to me. And I, I would be that girl at the store reading about everything about this brand and asking the salespeople, tell me about it. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Why is it called that? And if they knew, they would tell me. And mm-hmm. that would, so I think that sort of th- stuff is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also makes you feel more connected to either that person or that place or that time period. Mm-hmm. You know, so much about burning a candle and about having a fragrance perfuming your space is about being transported somewhere. Right. And I've had such a fascination with 
the 1920s and 30s and 40s and this art deco period and how people dressed and even how they talked back mm -hmm. then. And I, it just, when you look at these old There's a sing-songiness in the way people talked, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. I just, I'm fascinated with that. Yeah. So being able to sort of transport myself to, you know, a jazz club, a speakeasy back then mm -hmm. through a scent is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So I like since that really allow me to go somewhere else because sometimes I don't feel like being in New York City. I understand. Mm -hmm. I get it. I <laughs> feel the same way. What of your fragrances or what of your candles feels most personal to you? Mm. I know I've talked about this one a lot today, but I would have to say Langston. Mm. And Langston, the perfumer behind Langston was um, uh, Nick Morgenthaler and he really, really got it. He really got it. We did a launch party for the Langston candle at the home where Langston Hughes used to live. And we invited, at the time, we didn't have a whole lot of customers. We invited everyone on our newsletter list. <laughs> if you were on our newsletter, even if you lived in South Carolina, mm -hmm. you were invited to the right. Langston launch party. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we had people come very in. Very exclusive. Yeah, very <laughs> exclusive. We had people come in from Rhode Island oh. and Connecticut and Maryland. It was really, really cool. The perfumer Nick was there. And um, actor Harry Lennox, who plays on the blacklist, we had him reciting some Langston Hughes poetry. Wow. We had all these cocktails. with One was called Langston. One was called uh, Lady Day. One was called Ellington. You know, mm -hmm. different cocktails. Had it sponsored. And the woman who actually lived in the house said there have only been two times where she felt the spirit of Langston. And that night was one of them. I know. So that one just is really, really what? just so special. That's so, yeah. that's so special. Yeah, I know. But that's so. what your candles are doing. You're sort of like, you know, giving life, breathing, you know, new life into yeah. these memories, into these stories, into these sense of the past. Mm -hmm. So that's... Yeah. Really beautiful. And I, I think I'm just personally so impressed hearing all the research. You know, I think a lot of people can say that they create something that's inspired by a historical figure or mm -hmm. a historical place or a historical event or whatever. But just knowing um, the intricacies of what you guys are doing to make sure that you're getting it, not just smelling beautiful, but getting it right. Right. Yeah. Is really special mm -hmm. and definitely a point of differentiation. Yeah. Thank you. Another thing that is very important for us when we are creating. Mm -hmm. Candles, we, it's not just about transporting you mm -hmm. back in time. We want to create a mood. Mm -hmm. Our candles really are mood setters. Mm -hmm. And we want them to inspire romance. Mm -hmm. We want them to inspire you to do things that you might not have done before. We want them to ignite things in you. And... I'll have these conversations with the perfumers saying, I want, and I'll describe the action of what I want to happen. And we're like, okay. And then they're like, okay, got it. <laughs> like the action, like, like we talking, like. <laughs> kind of. Okay, okay. It, the, what I, how I want, don't make me say this. What, I didn't, what, I don't know what you're like saying. Like this sort of fragrance that, well, have you crawling around like a cat, <laughs> you know? I want I did not to be you, that. Let the record say I did not. Make <laughs> no, you but say you looked at me like just say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> no, but that this, the fragrances that really will allow you to let out your inner Josephine. Yeah, you know, like yeah. just I, I want them to be 
mood setters. Yeah. I, 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 you would never want to create a, a scent that makes people sad. Right. You want to make, you want to make fragrances that make people excited. That provokes them to just feel exactly. something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so I have these conversations with the perfumers and I really want them all. I mean, there are our botanical collection, not as much. Mm -hmm. Those are very beautiful, very calming. Mm -hmm. Those will trigger happy feelings, mm -hmm. feelings of happiness and joy. Mm -hmm. But the other ones, they're mood setters. Mood setters, yeah. yeah. So who are some of the other perfumers that you um, have collaborated with? Okay, so we have a, uh, a new fine fragrance coming out, and we have collaborated with Hamid Marati Kashani. Hmm. It's so, so sexy. It's so beautiful. Can we? Can you tell us what it's called, or is it still yeah, top secret? Yeah, it's called Langston. Oh. And it's nothing like the Langston candle. Okay. Yeah. And all of our scents, by the way, are genderless. There's no, oh, this is for men. This is, it might be inspired by mm -hmm. a man, mm -hmm. but you you and I both know fragrance has no gender. I agree. Yeah. So, but this one's called Langston and it'll be out in early 2023. And it is so good. So when you were creating Langston the perfume versus Langston the candle, like how did you differentiate, like this capture is the essence of his space. Mm -hmm. Is the How did you figure out what would capture the essence of, of a perfume? Well, this was something that I just wanted to be a lot more personal that mm -hmm. would just do so well on skin. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about, well, who would wear our Langston Eau de Parfum, mm -hmm. it's someone who is artistic, mm -hmm. someone who's creative, mm -hmm. someone who doesn't mind stepping outside of the box, stepping out beyond the lines of, I, they don't, they don't, I don't want them smelling like anyone else walking down the street. Right. It's very distinctive, mm. you know, but also very, very sort of, that's a handsome man. That's a very attractive woman mm -hmm. who's confident enough to wear this scent you gotta that be is, confident. You have to be confident. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to smell. It. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm confident enough to wear Langston. <laughs> well, even if you're not, or not you, but even if someone is not, yeah. Sometimes fragrance will bring it you, out. Brings right. it out. Right. Especially when you start getting all those compliments, mm -hmm. and people follow you down the street because the sillage is so. Mm, what is that? You have know? you had that happen with um, any perfume you've ever worn, where people have followed you for to find out what it was? Yeah. I don't remember what the, I'm always wearing something different. Yeah. But yeah, that has happened. Well, it will be Langston. It will be Langston and Billy. And Billy. And Billy. Yeah, both we of just, them. Someone just re reviewed the Billy fragrance saying, I got this from my friend and she saying that people followed her from acro across the street to find out what she had on. I'm like, see, that's what I want. That's Billy. That, yeah. Wow. I mean, really, I want them all to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's, that's the goal. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Okay, well, we, we do have a final segment of the show, and it is a rapid-fire segment called What's That Smell? Mm, what's That Smell? And I will throw out concepts, places, people, emotions, and you just tell me the first smell that comes to mind, and no, no answer is wrong. So however, whatever that means to you is, is right. In all of the interviews that I've heard you do, this is the part that terrifies me the most. Really? Yeah. I feel like this is like the easiest part. It's I like you've know. made We're it through see. everything. We are going to see what comes out of my mouth. Oh, okay. And I hope it's good. I think it will be. Okay. Okay. Terry, are you ready to play What's That Smell? <laughs> Let's play. Okay. Terry, what is the smell of New York City? We'll get more specific within New York after. I love my New York City, but it depends on the time of year. 
I know they're like, this is rapid fire, Terry. So tell me something. Okay. It's well, no, we, you can take your time. Yeah. It really depends on the time of year, though. Okay, this time of year, fall, fallish, mm-hmm. heading in like November, October type. Coffee. Coffee. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I smell a lot of coffee right now. Okay. I'm into it. And I also live where there's a lot of coffee shops. That is great because I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go get a coffee somewhere. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Okay. What is the smell of Harlem? Incense. Incense. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of incense burning. And yeah. What is the smell of Houston? Oh, it's been so long since I've been there, but I can... Magnolia flowers. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. What is the smell of your childhood home? Potpourri. <laughs> yep. Love it. We always had potpourri going. <laughs> I also feel like that was a very big, like, 80s, 90s. Like, potpourri yeah. was the scent. It mm-hmm. was the thing, right? That was like, before candles became yes. the rage. It was, it was potpourri. potpourri. Right. And it was like, you'd have it, like, on the toilet seat, like, mm-hmm. the, everywhere. It was potpourri. When you walk in, maybe, yeah. like, at the front door. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the smell of your home now that we're in? Oh, there's so many things happening right now. I'm constantly test burning things and Mm -hmm. testing diffusers. So are you smelling? I mean, it's everything. I only really smell my house when I come back, come home. (laughs) I know you mean, it's like you walk in and you perceive it, but then you're in it and it's like, Like, well, I could tell you what I perceived when I walked in. Oh, please do. Like a very warm sort of ambery smell that had maybe like a little sweetness of like something kind of bourbon-y, but like in a can, not like like straight up bourbon, but yeah. like, you know, like kind of like a bourbon vanilla type type yeah. smell is kind of how I felt when I walked in. Yeah. And you're right. Because when I think about the candles that I actually have on display that are not covered by a closure in a box, mm-hmm. it's our speakeasy candle, mm-hmm. which is the essence of bourbon and, and, and our Langston, which mm-hmm. is bourbon, Palo Santo, tobacco leaves. Okay. So there yeah. you go. And those are also the reed diffusers that I have. Um, in the bathrooms. <laughs> and I spend time in your bathroom. <laughs> We're coming full circle. Okay. Yeah. What is the smell of Harlem Candle Company versus Harlem Perfume Company? The Harlem Candle Company is really designed to give your space a story mm-hmm. and a mood. Mm-hmm. The Harlem Perfume Company is designed, is really designed to help people express themselves in a way that they can't normally do it Hmm. and and it's you know it's about being bold it's about being confident it's about being seductive it's Mm -hmm. about being kind Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. you know I think about all of those those elements and those characteristics of a person Mm -hmm. that I would love to be able to show through fragrance Mm -hmm. on your person Mm. so it's a form of expression Mm -hmm. I love that and the final question which you know what it is what <laughs> she just whispered? What's next, everyone? <laughs> what is the smell of Terry Johnson? Ooh, well, Terry Johnson has different alter has a, sometimes has an alter ego. So it depends on which Terry Johnson is stepping out for the day. Which Terry Johnson am I getting right now? <laughs> <laughs> um. The thing is, I'm wearing I'm wearing what I'm testing for oh, right. Josephine. Right, right. So, and I I know what I want the Josephine. I know what I want the Josephine perfume to do. Mm-hmm. So it is a more 
seductive, mm-hmm. bold, um, uninhibited fragrance. So that's what you're getting right now. Bold, seductive, uninhibited. Yeah. There we have it. That is Terry Johnson. <laughs> I love it. Terry, it has been such a joy to speak with you today and talk all things Harlem Candle Company, Harlem Perfume Company, and just be in your space with you and share this time. Thank you. This was such a joy. And I feel really very honored and blessed to have been invited. Thank you. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 